Fallout World. It is your girl ZNK. It is 6.30 a.m. on a Saturday here in California. I'm pretty sure Emily took like eight shots of espresso because she's just, you're on 10 right now with um, the energy. You know, I always say, early bird gets the worm. I actually never say that. I was, I was about to say this is the first time I've ever heard you <laughs> ever say that phrase. So No, but uh, you know, I got about three hours of sleep and no, two, three and a half hours of sleep. No. Um, You're going to crash at some point. I'm just letting you know that, that like, that's how life's going to work. You can't just sleep three hours and then like live life unless you have a lot of coffee in between. Anyway, what's up, you guys? Like we said, it's your girls, Ian e K, and we're going to talk about our MVP. Our MVP is one of my alumni from Syracuse, and that is former Vice President Joe Biden, still Vice President in my heart because he's just awesome. And the reason he is the MVP of today is because he said that he would fight Trump, which I think is hilarious. He was talking at an It's On Us um, meeting. What do you call it? And it's, he was at It's On Us, and he was at a school, and he was talking about how Trump disrespects women, and if he was in high school, he would beat him up. And I just think that's so funny to picture a young Biden who was hot, by the way. Oh, man. He was, a, he was a, a stud and a half. <laughs> he was so attractive. Who else was attractive? There's a whole list of like. It was like there, they had a list. It was like Biden, um, Tim Kaine, oh. Uh, oh, Hillary's yeah. former running mate, and then um, Bernie Sanders. And then it was like four of the different. So then Obama was in that four category. Yes, and they were all very attractive. And young Joe Biden, oh my God, guys, young Biden, he's Bay of the Day. He, he was definitely I, one of the more attractive ones out of all of he them. Was, he was one of the more attractive ones. Um, anyway, so young Biden beating up young Trump is very funny to me. And, of course, in a very Trump-like fashion, he tweeted his feelings. Did you see his tweet, Emily? I actually Did didn't. I was, I was waiting for you to educate me. I was like, hey, you know, Kyra, educate me on this one. I don't know, what, okay. I don't know what's going on. I can... I can find the tweet in like one second. It's it's a very Trump tweet. He was just like, Biden's weak both mentally and physically, and I would fight him and win. It's just like, oh Trump. Yeah. Can't you he- didn't even have to tell me the tweet. I like I knew that was the con- <laughs> I knew that would be the contents of it. I was just like I'll listen to it to see if nope. Alright, cool. It's all in caps also, and you're just like, Trump, shouldn't you be like governing anything? Um how is that's pretty much the thought for the past year and a half. Um, so I don't know why we're surprised at this point, truly. Like, I know we really, we really shouldn't be surprised. And then Biden was the bigger man and he actually said that he shouldn't have said what he said and he should support the president, which like, I honestly found what he said entertaining, but I think it is really big of the former, like Obama and them to not constantly criticize Trump because he gives them so much to criticize, but to try to like create a unified front and that also makes them the MVP. Yeah. I was, that, I was like, I thought you were about to say something else because you like ended on like a high, I was like, what? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm still looking for the tweet. I like don't know if I can find it. It's you don't, you don't need so. to, really, you don't need yeah. to find it, bro. It's okay. Like, we, we all you guys all, said. You all know what he said. Yeah. It's in caps. He's mad. He said he could beat Trump. Oh, I found it. But like, I don't know if it matters. He's like, crazy Joe Biden thinks that is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he's weak, both mentally and physically. And yet he threatens me for a second time with a physical assault? 
He doesn't even know me. <laughs> but he wouldn't go down he fast and know, hard. He don't even know me. <laughs> he doesn't even know me. <laughs> Pretty sure half but, the bar fights that you get into are, like, threats at first, and then you fight. Like, yeah. can you imagine before each ball fight? You don't even know me. Punch, you know like... Me. Like, oh man! Let me educate you on who I am. Let's sit down for lunch. Let's, and then let we me fight. tell you who I am, and then you can then you can insult me. All right, <laughs> all right, whatever. Okay. He, but yeah, he said he doesn't even know me. He would go down fast and hard, crying all the way down. Don't threaten people, Joe. Uh, let me get off this conversation. <laughs> speaking of uh, March, I mean, uh, whoa. Speaking of Syracuse, uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm mad. I'm sorry, uh, alumni Joe Biden and Kyra and other alumni that went to Syracuse. Um, yeah, you know, I'm sorry. To, you made it far. You made it to the Sweet Sixteen. And we made it a lot farther than everyone expected. So well, yeah, I'm proud you're of an, us. You're an, I think you're an 11 seed. I can't remember. Yeah. You were an 11 seed, and you played. You played your rival Duke yesterday, and I don't know the score. I didn't check it. I don't know if it was a blowout, if it was a, it was a, a, a close game. It was a close game the whole time, and I'm so. Was mad it a buzzer beater? It. Or was it just like it just ended on? I actually, game. I was not able to watch it, which Dang. is really. I was like checking it on my Dang, phone, and I was really man. mad. And I think I feel like maybe because I didn't watch it is the reason they lost because I watched it each time. But um, yeah, you know, think, I'll say this, Kyra. You you're allowed. As as an alumni, you're allowed to say you're a fan of of your sports, right? Once they get to the certain point of Sweet Sixteen or college football playoffs, which I don't think your football team will ever make. I'm sorry to say, mine probably. Sorry, I'm not gonna say. It. I will not disgrace the Michigan name. But when they get to Sweet Sixteen, Kyra, if you don't watch, I question your fandom. I okay, know what you were doing up, last night. Up. You said you were, I, you said you were karaokeing last night. I, I was watching I had the game. To do it with my you friends. wait, you whoa, wait, 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 wait. I had to do it with my friends. Wait, there was wait, only, wait. There was a like you have time to like, go to work. You had to karaoke shut last night. Up. Okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <gasps> I, I think after schedule, a certain, if you you can't call yourself a fan, like sweet, you know, you people, cannot disrespect no, because first like round, that. first round, it's a bunch of no name teams in there. You you get all the little losers out. You get all the little whoa, that's a blow. Like we didn't expect that to happen. And then when you get to Sweet Sixteen, that's when it gets like, because after that's Final Four, and that's about it, bro. Like Sweet Sixteen, you better be watching. Or do, do you really bleed orange? I, okay, I Emily. Know. This is know. about to turn into a Trump versus Biden thing, and I'm claiming Biden since he's an alumni because you can fight me. I literally was watching it in every way I could during a situation that I went to with my friends. I was like watching it through the tab Syracuse. Shout out to the tab Syracuse. Wait, were they like, streaming it? Because it had to have been illegally if they were doing that. Because CBS yeah, Sports were, has the sh- rights. Okay, shut up. They were streaming like the final part of it. Like, but I looked. What do you mean they were streaming second. the final part of it? What? They always stream like the last five minutes of it. So I was like, look. I looked at that it for a second. That is so illegal. Oh my god! It's on their Instagram. It's people. It was like literally at the bar where everyone was watching it. So it was like they're streaming. That's the technically game still streaming. illegal, because 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 oh uh, no, it's not. Oh my god, it's still illegal. Like that's streaming. I had, sorry to say, I had someone stream the uh, the Floyd McGregor fight to me through pay per view. That was really illegal because you technically have to pay for that. CBS Sports is not free. Or sorry, is it CBS? Is it just on CBS? Or I'm pretty. It might just be on CBS, so that if it is, it's a broadcast network. So that's kind of like open to everybody. Well, no, it's not. You still have to pay for cable. You still have to pay for that. You can't just get that for free. So, um, 
Yeah, that's still kind of illegal. Anyway. Okay. Do we want to get to the point of this game? Either way, I am. What was the point of the game? You. What's the point of the game? You lost. Shut up. Oh my god, Emily. I hope you guys lose. No, I, I mean, what do so you, you said? You said let's get to the point of the game. Be purposeful with your words. What do you I'm mean? I'm getting. Oh, you're <laughs> so annoying. You're so annoying. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. You can fight me. <laughs> the point of the game, because Emily is such a freaking Michigan fan and only has the only has blinders for her team. That's not true. That, That's not true. I just I, I nearly stopped myself from saying rivals. that Michigan football will never win a like a national championship. Okay. You know, I, like, I stopped I like, myself from oh. saying that. I was like, Duke has our rival. You're like, I didn't even know you guys had rivals. Because I was giving you mess. You can't take a joke. Okay, I was like, I was like, no, because no, Kyra tried to explain it to me. Jokes are lame sometimes. No, I'm like, I'm literally on the text. You'll try to be sarcastic, and just like, there's like, is she being like, and I'm I'm good with sarcasm. I can pick it up, but the way that you say things, I'm just like, is this? I can't even tell she's being sarcastic or not. Is she joking? No, because because it's funny when people try to like over explain things to me that I already know. Like Kyra was like. Yeah, it's against Duke. They're our rivals, so it's a big game. And I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> like, okay. I didn't know that you knew that. Anyway, like I was saying, saying the point. Like, Shut for the one, whatever. Um, um, besides the fact that, like, that's just a known thing. Like, that's one of the ACC rivals. Like, big, bigger rivals in the ACC. Like, if you're a sports fan, you know that. And two, you've gone to Syracuse, and you've mentioned to me how much you hate Duke. <laughs> so many times so you were like acted like i was supposed to be new to this information and i was like okay sometimes don't over explain things just so you can over explain things have to re- there's some people in our friend group well you should know I'm with sports them, like, it's just like you don't have to I do have that. to like say over and over again because they well do not hey wait wait you know that's that is our special friend simone okay that's <laughs> not me so because of that i'm just used to being like oh yeah let me just that's one person that. out of the seven people in the group Okay, I know. Simone's just triggered me in that situation. Yeah, no, I feel, say you. Things I so feel many you. I feel you. Anyway. I relate. But yeah, Duke, I, I hate Duke so much. Our games that we played against Duke always stress me out because they always go to the last few freaking seconds. And, like, they're just the worst. The first game I ever went to was – not the first game, but the first big game I ever went to was a Duke game. And I waited outside for four, four hours and then waited inside the stadium for four hours just to see the game, and it got down to the last five seconds, and we won. Tyler Ennis got the uh, got the last goal. It was like a three-point more. The last three goal? I he did. got the last <laughs> goal. Oh. I Whatever. just want to reiterate on this podcast, just so you don't think Kyra's just – Kyra Kyra knows her stuff about sports, okay? Shut up. But okay. <laughs> sometimes – yikes. Shut up. <laughs> she goes, the team – you know, punt of the ball, the of it. <laughs> punt the ball to shoot the shot, uh, out in the stands for a home run. Okay, that's what, she knew. that's what she knows. Okay, I feel like I'm like it sounds like I'm not from America, and like that's not I'm even like, it. No, of, you just don't no, know. Like, it's like I'm kind of fluent in English. Like when it comes to oh. sports talk, I'm kind of like I can speak it, but then I mix up things a lot. It's and you're broken. Like, okay, it's broken. Yeah, you're like that's not the word, but close enough anyway so Syracuse lost I'm pissed you can talk about Michigan now go Uh, Emily went to the game under the ball it's name yeah so I um I applied for credentials and they I was like I'm not like usually it's usually like you can put your school tv network because they were like oh yeah you're affiliated with the school I come um so we would get those credentials then I would be the one credentialing people (laughs) 
anyway, uh, so oh now that I'm not in school anymore, I'm like, uh, crap, I'm not like, I'm not <laughs> affiliated with any organization. I'm like, oh, what can I say? And then I'm like, oh, let me put this is like the only one. And I'm thinking like, oh, there's no way. And then they credential me and I'm like credentialed with people like, you know, ESPN, uh, the LA Times. And I'm like, Whoa. but now the difference is they were down like courtside because obviously they get preferential treatment. I was in the press box. Um, How dare they disrespect us? Like I, you know what? I was like, I was looking there like they have like a seating chart and I'm looking. I'm like, of course, we're courtside. Let me just look. I'm looking <laughs> and I'm like, no, this can't be. This can't be. Do you know? What? Do you know who I'm with? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. We will never, this will be a disgrace to the March Madness tournament because yeah. we will never apply for credentials again. And I will scold you on social media. You did not <laughs> give the ball out with Ian K preferential treatment to the court. Are you kidding? What? People are dying for our coverage. Um, no. So, but yeah, no, it was really fun. It was really cool because uh, we played, we're at the Sweet 16. Um, They're playing at the Staples Center. Um, and we played Texas A&M the first time. It was a blowout. Um, and it was kind of weird just being back around. I felt so far removed from Michigan and then like being back around it again, it felt like I never left, but Michigan fans <sighs> took up the entire, well, no, no, no. Texas A&M fans, the Aggie fans were there, but it was overwhelmingly Michigan. Like it was loud, loud. Like I would, <laughs> I haven't been to like a, like a sporting event. Like that's like mean something in a while. And, like, I went to a Hawks game, and that was, you know, a Hawks game. But, <laughs> Hawks game. <laughs> um, but, no, but, like, I haven't been to something that means something in a while. And so, like, every time we'd score a three-pointer, I'd, like, jump because everyone would be like, ah! And I was like, whoa, oh, my God. Um, and, no, yeah, so it was, it was a fun experience. There are a lot of people from the Michigan Athletic Department that were there. So because of the credentials, I got to see a lot of them, and I didn't expect to see a lot of them. And I was like, oh, wow, this is weird. This, I felt like I, I saw y'all, like, last week, but – it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, you know, being removed from school. It's a weird – anyway, so – but after the game, we won, obviously. Um, so we went into the – we got the ball with Ian K. Uh, shout out to my friend Brenna Turner who came with me. She works for the Lakers, and she uh, she knew how – by the way, Staples Center, how it's all laid out, they have three teams that play there. There's the Lakers. There are the L.A. Kings, which is an NHL team. And um, and then there's the the – the uh, the uh, Clippers, three teams play there, and hockey season is during NBA season. And let's say for three days the Lakers are home, they have everything purple and gold. Even the inside of the like the hallways going like around like under the thing under the stadium under the arena, like going to locker rooms. There are three different locker rooms too for each team, and then three days later the Clippers are home, so they have to change everything out like they have to untape everything and then tape everything back blue and red clippers colors and then then the kings play then they have to take out the basketball court put in some ice ring some ice put up you know the boards for the ice and then make everything black and gray i think that's their colors it is that's like silver. a hard working team that's a hard that's, working or the team. people who work at stable center i was like whoever is coordinating like you know uh arena uh colors however you want to call it needs to be paid hella money because they, they've done, like, time lapses to show, like, how quick they have to go through and retape everything. and make, It's like whole – anyway. Imagine anyway. if you had all that and then you had, like, a concert too. Oh, yeah, and up. then you got – you have concerts all the time. Like, yo. <laughs> or 
or big like an bucks. event because they do events there. They do like Teen Choice Awards, big, so they just have to big constantly bucks. change it around. Yeah, you need to be paid big bucks. Um, but so the ball with Ian K, we got access to the locker room after the game. <laughs> um, the we Michigan's locker room, I guess the Clippers locker room was the best one, and we got first pick because we were the higher seed. So we were in the Clippers locker room. Uh, it's pretty big. Um, um, so we go in there. Media are everywhere. Um, it's funny, so I interviewed, and you'll, you'll hear the, the audio, but I interviewed Charles Matthews, Duncan Robinson, and Jordan Poole. Jordan, so I, Charles, I've, I've met him a few times. Duncan, we had class together a bunch, and we had, like, a group project together, and then Jordan, I just met, um, but he hit the buzzer beater last week against, uh, Houston. Um, so this dude is, like, a big deal now, and... He's very goofy and funny to listen to, so we definitely. I was I was glad to get an interview with him, um, but yeah, so it was cool. It was cool just being back, and you'll hear this audio um, right now. And I'll I guess here's here's Duncan's audio. Uh, uh, you can listen to it now. All right, Duncan, we had a few classes together last year. Last year it was a little easier for you to focus on them. How are you feeling right now, trying to focus in your classes? Ah. Uh. You know, to be honest with you, I'm a second semester senior right now, so school has uh, not taken a back seat, but I'm taking a lighter course load. So my uh, the one class that I do have, just one, uh, the teacher's been very, very lenient. Um, with, you know, very understanding of my schedule recently. So she's been awesome. Shout out Kelly Donahue for that. She's fantastic. Big fan of her. So I'm thankful. Okay, cool. Yeah, so Duncan and I had a few classes together. Kelly Donahue, the guy, the woman she he shouted out. She is the OG within the sport management department. Um, she's she's a hard ass, but she's very, if you work hard, she's like the coolest person to have on your side and the best person to have on your side. So shout out to Kelly. But um, no, yeah, we had a few projects together, and definitely last year that was when we had our project. Um, he was we only made it to the Sweet Sixteen, or I don't know where we made it to, but. From the Big Ten tournament on, like, Duncan was MIA. Um, and so we were just kind of – and we'd come into group project meetings and be like, uh, oh, so I guess Duncan's not coming. Okay. <laughs> like, but it was for a reason. Like, he'd be out of town. Like, he's not, like, a slacker in, in any sense. Student athlete life. Yeah, no, they actually have stuff that they have to be right. doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I was like, it's okay, a complicated it makes sense. mixture. Yeah. yeah. Even if they didn't, I'm like, y'all are tired, you know. Okay. Just, anyway. And then Jordan – um, this is his, this is his audio. 800 text messages. Yeah. How many of those came from girls? Oh, um, out of 800, I'll probably say like, probably like 200. But those are all girls that I knew through text messages. Uh, Not on like IG and Twitter, like, okay. nah, those so are going crazy. Because of IG and Twitter, you probably had girls sliding your DMs oh, yeah, at the same time. Definitely. How... Did, or did any of those girls, and if so, what did they do to get your attention? To um, actually respond, if you did. Um, they definitely like mad pictures. So they're like probably like four or five pictures, and then they'll slide. Then they'll say like, oh my God, I love you, good game. Um, then they say you should hit me up. Like a lot of people shooting a shot, definitely. Some girl was like, um, I saw you shoot your shot, so I'm trying to shoot mine. So like, they're coming up with some crazy punch lines. But, oh, so they're um, a game? Yeah, they definitely have some games. Okay. I thought it was really fun. Okay, gonna respond to any of those? Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna just be nice, say thank you for like, yeah, that was um, really interesting. Yeah, Jordan. Jordan is a. He's definitely a character. And that was that was when I heard that he got 800 text messages after that game. My friend was actually like, you know, you should ask. 
how many of those came from girls? And I was like, you know what? That's so good. But when, I'll tell you this. When I was standing there asking this, I was so glad. Like, we waited until other people had left. And there was this cute kid reporter. His name's uh, Max Bond. He works for Sports Illustrated. The dude is legit, okay? He's 14 years old, but he made me feel like I didn't know what I was saying. Um, but he has a little spunk about him. He's cute. Max Bond, check him out if you read Sports Illustrated. Junior or kids. Yeah, so there, that kid was there, but there was a re actual reporter there. And so she's like about to ask him, it's like, do you rather, you know, a buzzer beater or a blowout win like this? I'm sitting there like, yo, so uh, any girls sliding your DMs after that game? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was just like, and I, this is another woman. And like in sports, you're always like, oh, yeah, other women like empower women, you know, each other. And she's probably like, God dog it like this is the very thing we don't need <laughs> like this girl asked me some stupid question about how many d and then i'm like you know in a very ball out with ian k fashion <laughs> i'm just like yeah that's, this is my medium like i gotta rep the brand i'm not gonna ask you about your threes that you hit no i don't really care um but i was like i was like and then i'm like so you know the girls that did slide in your dms how they get your attention and he, he now this is speaks you know you heard what he said um the dude is funny. Um, he also loves cats, as he said. And New York Times wrote an article about how much he loves cats. Um, and then he looks uncannily, he has an uncannily resemblance, uncanny resemblance to my little brother. And I had many people pointed out, and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta post this. This is weird. Uh, anyway, so yeah, those are um, Michigan players. Um, this is Saturday before the game, so I might be able to get some more, and it might sound a little disjointed. But I will just add them in and you know, say Duncan, it's audio, blah, blah, blah. So I'll explain it again. But yeah, that, that was about it. Um, I guess up next, we have some more audio for you, but it will be an actual interview with ballet. Wow, no, ballerina. Ballet. I'm like, ballet? Sydney <laughs> Magritte? No. you all of ballet. Um, her name is Sydney Marie Monique. She just recently got married, but she, I don't know where she kind of went after high school, but... Um, she will hopefully explain that. But Kyra and I went to high school with her. She was a senior when we were freshmen. Um, and now she's this famous ballerina. And uh, Yeah, she has a YouTube called a YouTube channel called The Black Swan Diaries, where she talks about being a ballerina, training, and also she talks about mental health. And it's all very interesting. You guys should check it out. Also check out her Instagram. It's all The Black Swan Diaries. And I guess we're going to ask her both questions about that and her life and all that stuff. And really cool, Misty Copeland follows her on Instagram. So we're going to ask her all about that. Because honestly, I don't really know that much about ballet or training for ballet. But I do know it's like very complicated and like intense work. Oh, for sure. Did yeah. you ever do dance, Emily? Um, I did. I mean, I've done dance because I did cheerleading and, and gymnastics. So it's a form of like modern well gymnastics at least is a form of modern they call it, i don't know anyway so i've done a form and then i did when i was maybe five to like six years old i did ballet and i would like do recitals and things like that and i have pictures of my hair pulled back in a tight 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 bun um and then i would go to these summer camps at spellman i did the um, spellman summer camps also tap, right it was like yeah. tapping yeah they did for tap um but i don't i don't i never went farther with ballet i'm trying to get back into dance now but like i never went farther than than like six years old with ballet yeah no same i like i did it i did competitive for like two years when i lived in huntsville which was a weird segment of my life but i never and it was like beginning competitive like just like starting out but it was mm -hmm. with the team but other than that like i never really 
got into it. It's very, it's a lot of work and a lot of training. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm excited for this interview and it's coming up right now. Hey guys, we're here with Sydney McGruder Washington, who also has a social media called the Black Swan Diaries, where she talks about ballet and mental health. And we were so lucky to have her. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, you know, we obviously went to high school together. Uh, Kyra and I weren't aware that you were involved in ballet, but it's awesome to see the following that you have now and, you know, the notoriety that you have even outside of ballet. You know, you have someone like Misty Copeland following you on Instagram, right? Yeah, she's a friend. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, seriously? Yeah, that's I'm why she follows me. We're actually like friends in real life. I'm not just like some random person. What? I mean, that would make sense. She's, I, I've met her I had the fortune of meeting her twice. One of the times we were with Kyra, or Kyra and I were together, and we were in New York, and um, we at, she she was doing the, what play was she doing? Um, she was doing uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, we also saw her on the town. She was in On the Town. On the Town, that's what it was, yeah. And she, it was after dinner, or after the play, we went to this place, like, right across the street from the Lincoln Center, and she was there with... Oh, t- well, if you were seeing On the Town, you weren't at, you weren't at Lincoln Center, you were downtown. If you were seeing her in Romeo and Juliet, you were at Lincoln Center. Okay, yeah, then that's what it was. Did that two seasons ago, three seasons ago? Yeah, it was like three, it was definitely during the summer, so three years ago. Um, And she was there with Tay Diggs. And so we just walked... Her husband's cousin. Okay, wow, it's all coming together. Okay. They're related, yeah. Got it. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was cool. I didn't, okay, so when did you guys first meet? Um, it was a couple, it was a couple of years ago. It was through, like, mutual introduction. Um, she's just become a good friend. She's a mentor to me. Um, we don't get to spend a lot of time together because she's super busy, but we do talk a lot. Okay. And, you know, in the ballet world, you said, like, obviously you're both pretty busy at, you know, at all times. Are you guys, whenever you guys do get to hang out, is it because you're doing things together, like practicing together, or is it just like, oh, we're just chilling in the apartment? It's mostly work. It's mostly we take class together, and we are, it's mostly during the summer, too, when they're on layoff from ABT. Okay. And so, as as ballerinas, um, is it, I mean, obviously it's highly competitive, it makes sense, but... Are you guys able to fall, or is it few, like, friends like her, few and far in between? Yes, definitely. We have, we have a lot, we have a lot in common, and we have a lot to talk about, but rarely is it ever just about ballet. We talk about a lot, we talk about pretty much anything but ballet, generally. So it's kind of like a, not a dog-eat-dog kind of world within it, but, like, you're kind of, like, wary of everyone else that's around you because it's so competitive. It, people tend to be. I'm not because I I just I don't subscribe to that mentality anymore. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are. I I find it prudent not to waste my time in that manner. So. Right, and that kind of goes along with I'm sure mental health in that environment and you know being or trying to be as stable as possible is difficult. And so I guess I want to kind of get into you know your journey with kind of being very open about mental health, which, by the way, is very admirable, especially, you know, within the black community where it's kind of looked down upon to, you know, have a mental illness, you know. And and can you talk about what you've done and how, if you've seen any kind of a progression in the past few years from what you've been doing and just other people's initiatives with mental health within the black community? It's hard to quantify any sort of progress or change 
especially nowadays, it's hard to quantify it, especially with social media. You can see it kind of taking shape and taking root and people getting acclimated to the idea, but numbers are what really speak to how we're changing as a community. So until, until like, it won't be for another maybe decade that we get proper numbers around where there are decreases in diagnoses, where there are increases, et cetera, like who's the statistics around who's getting help and how those numbers have changed over time. Um, that kind of information is the quantifiable facts of how things are changing, but we won't have that for some time. But I have seen a lot of people speaking out on social media, a lot of people speaking out in you know their own respective fields. So it's encouraging to see people speaking out, but I know they're still further to go. I know there's still people who will push back on the idea that mental illness should be treated as a regular illness and that it's acceptable to take medicine and go to therapy. And you'd be astounded at, you'd be astounded that people would push back on something that is such a, a simple idea, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, it, it's an effort towards public health and everyone has, everyone has mental health. Not everyone has mental health issues, but they should be, they should be, given the same health care, given the same access to care as somebody with any other illness. But you'd be surprised at the people who would push back on that. And so within the black community, I feel like it, it's the problem or the, the two factors that it stems from where there's like drawback to it is generational and then like, I guess, economic status. Like generational because obviously our parents and grandparents are wary to it because, and medicine in general because of how... You know, the Tuskegee experiment, I think is the correct name for it, if yeah. I'm not right, if I'm correct. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, things like that, you know, we're, black people were tested and, you know, treated very wrongly because, or through, you know, white medicine. Um, so that's, I guess, another thing, you know, that's creating a drawback. But at the same time, um, majority of the black population in America is, you know, living in poverty or an overwhelming majority is, you know, lower middle class. And they don't have access and, you know, the ability to, you know, you know, get a physical therapist or even, you know, go to see a mental health specialist to see if, you know, if they're diagnosed with something because they have other things to worry about. So, you know, how is that's like a very hard thing to tackle, too, because that's obviously systemic and you know, there's a lot of other things to deal with, you know, about the majority of the black population. But what do you see like in the next 10 years is a way to. I guess, tackle that within, you know, the economic status of, you know, the problem within the black community for mental health? It is not necessarily, uh, from what I've seen, it's not always necessarily class related as mm -hmm. it is faith related. The overwhelming majority of blacks in America are Christian and the majority of the majority of black Christians in America are Protestant. And there's this old Calvinistic doctrine around if you suffer any sort of illness or infirmity in the in the body or in the mind that your faith isn't strong enough, that you're not praying hard enough. And that idea I feel is more pervasive, like not necessarily more pervasive than the idea of being fearful of medicine because of the systemic racism involved in things like the Tuskegee experiment and things mm -hmm. like the forced sterilization of black women in the South and and in the North. It was it was absolutely rampant throughout the country in the early in the earlier parts of the century um but i feel like it really is religious based. it's based in 
religion and it's based in this anchoring belief in God that we have as a community, which is fine and which is admirable, but can lead to some negative side effects like erasing mental health issues, like erasing the idea of mental health being a treatable, mental health issues being a treatable illness, just like any other illness. I think people reject that based on their ideas of Christianity and their ideas of God, which I, as a practicing and believing Catholic, can confirm as not being correct. Mm -hmm. And In your um, social media, actually, you do describe yourself as a Catholic, a mental health advocate, and also a ballerina. I'm wondering, what is your response as someone who uses your platform to you to talk about mental health? Is it positive, or do you get... Um, people coming back at you and saying that it's not a real thing to be treated. I get I get a lot of really ignorant people in my inbox, and <laughs> what what floors me every time is that they felt the need to say something at all, and the se secondly that they felt the need to say something to me because they I they know that they know that I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm saying. So for them to think that they would change my mind is laughable at best. I get mostly positive comments. Yes, definitely. But I do get a lot of really just ridiculous people in my inbox and it doesn't bother me anymore just because I'm like, fundamentally these people lack the intellect to battle with me on any conceivable level, but mostly they're just ignorant and won't open their eyes to the, the truth and the, the kindness and grace that can come from recognizing the perspective of others. So in one of your recent posts, you talked about mm -hmm. body dysmorphia and how that affected you earlier. Was that something that you dealt with in high school? And also, does your profession of like ballet add to that stress, add to that mental um, strain, or is it just kind of through life itself? It's something I've dealt with since childhood, and I don't I think ballet can exacerbate it. It did for me for a long time. And after a while, I just kind of, I had to, I had to give it up for a lot of reasons, medical, medical reasons mostly, but also just because I wanted to enjoy dancing for dancing and not enjoy dancing because it burns calories. Mm. And it's easy for those things to get switched for one another in the process, especially as you're getting older and getting into your career more. It's very easy for those things to kind of either be switched for one another or morph into one thing entirely. When did you realize that you were getting back or you wanted to get back into dancing for the enjoyment of actually doing it? What was that spark that made you like realize that that was what you wanted to do? I think when I had, when I stopped dancing for a while, I had, my anxiety got really bad and I didn't leave my house for nine months a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was, I was, going through that, my depression was so bad, my anxiety was so bad that I didn't really feel anything, but I did miss dancing. And if I, if I was so numb to everything else, but still missed dance, I knew I had to go back. And so and, you, you, go ahead, Kyra. In one of your interviews, you were talking, or not interviews, an article that you wrote, you said that in the ballet world, that mental health is, has a leave it at the door approach when it comes to like mental health. Um, from like teachers and choreographers, do you think that that is something that you can that can be changed or discussed, or is that something that you have to put up with? Is oh, it absolutely can be changed. It you know it's it absolutely can be changed. This is purely a result of of 
human stubbornness. <laughs> it can be cha- it can be changed in a heartbeat if people decide that hey, I'm teaching these children an art form that has not only to do with their bodies but their minds. I can't ask them to leave their to literally leave whatever's going on outside this classroom at the door. That's a faulty policy because you can't just most people, including those of us with mental illness, can't just leave other stresses outside the door. It's in my mind, it's foolish to ask someone, especially a child or a young person, especially an adolescent, to do that. When you dealt with that, were you able, did you realize to approach that you had to tell your, whoever was teaching you, I'm human, I deal with this, or did you have to, like, how did you create a discussion to figure out that you can, like, keep both your mental, like, focus on your mental health and also work on your craft? I, I did it then. I was just a kid. I had no way, I had no language around telling adults that, especially adults who were in charge, especially adults, you know, whom I revered and cared for deeply, even, even if they were not always the most, you know, emotionally safe people to be around. But I, so I didn't have that realization until much later, until I was an adult. Whenever I wrote that article is when I was thinking about that. So it must've been a couple of months ago. And so to look back 10 years now and think, what what could what this is what I would have done if I had the language around what I needed and if I had the the education and the well-roundedness that I've gained not only from you know further education and a bachelor's degree but also just from growing and becoming an adult. What's something you do to decompress in a in a stressful environment like the dancing world? Is there I some? Bake. Go ahead. I bake a lot. <laughs> you bake a lot. You said. I Bake a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. What's your favorite dish to bake? I have these. I have these ginger cookies that I can just whip out in fifteen minutes, and they're heavenly. I bake everything from scratch, and those are one of the quick things that I can have from you know from bowl to plate in like fifteen or twenty minutes. You know, in in order to be incredibly successful at anything, you kind of have to make sacrifices. I know that I'm trying to like connect things, but you have to, you have to make sacrifices. And what's something, I guess, in your ballet career that has had to take a backseat, whether it's sleep, whether it's, you know, going out with friends, you know, what's, what's something that you had to, or, you know, spending time with family even like, what's something that you had to sacrifice if, if everything too? Hmm. Definitely spending time with family. I don't see them as often as I'd like. Um, partially because they're far away and partially because I'm busy. Um, but definitely, I don't feel like it's a sacrifice, but other people would see it as that I I have to be, by default, just healthier than your average person. And I feel like your average, uh, you know, I'm 25 and my friends are mostly my, like, mostly my age. And I feel like your average 25-year-old is just like chilling, watching Netflix, eating whatever they feel like. Doesn't that Not many people don't care if they gain weight or not. Yeah. Um, in contrast, I have to be super conscious about that. But it's made me so much healthier, and it's changed my diet. And I, it's it's a lot of great things. Um, but mostly just spending like downtime with my family and not being able to like. I don't think I'm your average twenty something, and that that's okay with me. But I think I can appreciate how others would see it as a sacrifice. Right. What is your like schedule for training when it comes to ballet? I usually go to class every day. I didn't today because I have a back injury that's acting up because I foolishly decided to wear heels to church yesterday. Uh, that was a mistake. <laughs> and so I normally go to class every day. I go to the gym in the morning and then I go to class every day. 
And afterwards, I'll usually, I'll do, I'm freelancing, so I don't have a company schedule, which is actually really liberating now. But I'll, if I'm working on something, I'll rehearse it by myself, or if I have rehearsal for something else, I'll go to that. Otherwise, my schedule is super flexible, and I'm grateful because it allows me to, like, take care of our house and be a housewife and a dog <laughs> mom almost full time, which is fun. What is your ultimate, you know, long-term goal? Do you have multiple long-term goals? And uh, if so, what are they? I have many. I would like to be a wife and homeschooling mom, eventually. I would like to be a respected dancer and choreographer. I would like to be maybe a Tony nominee. Um, <laughs> I would like to be a published author. Um, and I would like to be just... You know, whatever, whatever, whatever God wants for me is what I want. So whatever happens, happens, and that's out of my control and happily so. So Tony nominee, you'd like to get into the whole Broadway scene? I've done it before, and I would love to do it again. It's hard to break in. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel confident that I can once I get other ducks in a row. Right. Well, I definitely think that'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure Wood would reach out to you and be like, yo, come back, alumni, famous alumni, you know. I would do so happily. I would come back to Woodward before I would come back to my undergrad institution. Wow. Which is saying something. Yeah, no, it definitely I'm is. I'm so excited to leave Woodward to go to that undergrad institution. And now you're My like, feelings have flipped in the last couple of years. Initially, I was like, oh, I love my college and I hate my high school. And now it's completely separate. <laughs> Yikes. Wow. I've never heard something like that, but I understand that. Um... But yeah, Kyra, do you have any other questions? No, I think we like wrap. I think that was a great ending. Um, is there anything you would like to promote? Um, I'm really trying to think. I don't have. Um, oh, my maid of honor is a creative and a graphic designer, and she's working on something new. And her Instagram handle is at Beyond the Clouds. Um, and she, her name is Toby. She's incredible. She's my best friend and she was one of my maids of honor at my wedding last year. Um, and she's a graphic designer. She's a yoga teacher in training. She's incredibly fashionable. Um, she's just, she's the total package. And if I could promote anything, it would be her, obviously. <laughs> so follow beyond at beyond the clouds on yes. Instagram. Okay. We will make sure to say that also at the end guys, make sure to follow at beyond the clouds. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Sydney, for talking with us. Um, we'll definitely, you know, obviously you have so much more to talk about. And I'd love, we'd love to have you on maybe in the next few months uh, to kind of figure out where you are uh, with your career. Yeah, totally. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Of course. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Love talking to Sydney. That was great. Very interesting. Awesome insight. It's um, awesome to see that she's like, there's so many people that like, the little sneaker people that like, end up being super successful out of high school and you're like yeah maybe you weren't the king of high school then i'm thinking one particular person <laughs> a few people actually people who are like walking around school like you said like they're the kings like they're on top and like like they got it they're, it's all like i don't know it's a our high school is a very like typical classic high school like if you saw like a tv show high school you're like high school's not like that that's that was our school so there were people that walked around like they were the absolute shit and Honestly, the people who were, like, low-key focusing on their craft, focusing on what they were doing and working on, ended up, like, coming out and, like, making – doing bangers and becoming so big and really impressive. So I think that's always interesting and very cool. Um, but to finish out this one, it's your girl, 
tailgate week. And as and I I'm mentioned just before, check out for a bit. So, <laughs> as I mentioned before, we're going through all seven of them. Bang down, 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 down. Uh, all right. Ugh. So we started off with Jungkook last week. He was the youngest. Now we're going to the next oldest, V. His real name is Taehyung Kim. Or Kim Taehyung, because they put their last name before their first name. I thought they pronounced it. But yeah, he goes, his stage name is V. Um, Wait, he, really? So, like, I would be Sunny and Kyra? Yeah. Like, when huh. they, like, you, I would call you Kyra if I were just, like, casually. They they do a lot of how you address somebody is a, based on your age a lot. So, like, if you, I would have to address, I told you this. I was like, I'd have to address you as, like, Nuna, which is, like, older sister. Um, and you'd, you'd address me as like, uh, Macnay cause I'm like the youngest of our entire friend group. In these next few seconds, I say something that's incorrect in Korean. I say that, uh, for a girl to address an older female friend, you would call her Nuna. That's untrue. That's for a younger female, um, younger male friend to address an older female friend. They call them Nuna, uh, for a female, younger female friend to call an older female friend, you know, by a, a, the correct name, it would be Ani. And let's say if I were to call an older male friend and I'm a girl, um, I would address him as Opa. So Opa and Ani for older f- male and female friends for a younger person and younger female girl. And if you're a younger guy, you call your older male friend Hyung and then you call your older female friend, Nuna. So I got those mixed up. Just want to correct myself. God, can we do that? When I, I'm gonna I would have to address all that. of you as Nuna. Oh my God, do that. And I'd have you to have like, to there's certain like, you know, there's certain things you have to put after words that show, res- like it shows respect. So like, I'll be watching these Korean shows and they'll like, I won't notice it because I don't know the language, but like some, I want to read the subtitles. They'll be like, did you really just do that? And they're like, and it's because someone switched from, honorifics is what they called to just casually talking and it's like seen as disrespectful um but yeah so so he's the second oldest um the um yeah so he was one of the ones that first caught my eye he has a very unique look um and he's known for being like for example jungkook is very like he has a pretty look he, he not pretty he's like a V has more Feminine. of a model look about him. If you if you search him, he has a model like he could model. He's he has a very unique look, but he's beautiful to look at. Um, he is, but he's like known as one of the goofier ones and kind of airhead like ones of the group. Um, and yeah, he he because of his he's such a flighty person. He's very nice though, such a flighty person. When he tried out for be or for to be a K-pop idol. He didn't try out. He went with a friend, and someone saw him and was like, oh, I like your look. And they were like, will you try out? And he was like, no. And then they kept calling him, and then he was like, okay. And it's like, oh, so you just fell into being a freaking worldwide sensation? Okay. Like, that's who you are as a person. I get it. His friend's probably pissed. Oh, I was like, that was one thing. When I saw that, I was like, dang, I would hate to be that friend. I'd be like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Um, But, yeah, the, the guy has, like, he's a... He's, he's one of the singers of the group. He can dance well, but he's not known as one of the dancers. But he has, like, a very deep and, like, soulful voice that it kind of sticks out with the rest of them where it's, like, you kind of – you can tell if you listen to the music. You can tell who's singing. But, um, yeah, he's he's great. Um, 
Kim Taehyung. Um, that is my tailgate. See how short that was? Quick and easy. Um, that was really easy. Yeah. God. Yes. I mean, we only have seven more, but you know, whatever. <laughs> no, we have five more. Um, but look, like Ansel Elgort's last week was like ten minutes. This was like a it minute and a right. half. All right. <laughs> I, you know, I I'm making it short. Um. So yeah. So that was that's mine. We've gotten Jungkook. Jung Jung. What Kook. is he bringing? Oh, oh, Kim Taehyung uh, is bringing. What is he? Uh, he's bringing. Wait, did I? Say, you said we couldn't have Korean barbecue. No, I said Korean barbecue. And you're like, I don't like Korean barbecue. Oh well, I had it last week. I, maybe it's because of the place I went to, which, by the way, was so crowded, and the way they, it's just ridiculous. When you come visit, we have to go there. Um, okay. But I had like leftover stuff and that. Yo, it's it's good. Um, Korean so, barbecue is really good. I'm su- I was surprised he didn't like it. The it's place like, I, it's in Atlanta. It's called Char. It's uh across. It's like diagonally I was across the going street. To that place. Yeah. My dad and my family friends love that place. I just went there and I was like, maybe it's what we got, but I was just like, oh, like I didn't, I don't know. Maybe I have to go back again, but I just know at this past place, this is like, uh, and everything and you'll have to, when you come visit, I'll show you, but like, it's, uh, I, yeah, I, I love, I have a newfound love, at least for this dish. Cause this dish was freaking delicious. Um, what was it? I'm curious. It's, it's, I guess this is what he's bringing. It. It's like beef. It's some beef slide, not beef sliders, but it's something beef. Like one of their main dishes. Uh, it's like heavy in beef. It's you know, it's not light on the calories. I'll tell you. There's a lot of sauce. Um, obviously, they bring like the kimchi and they bring out the the spicy spinach and all that. And then they have like I don't know what they are, but they're these like round cylinder like uh, sm- not smushy, but like they're chewy. And I don't know what they are. Are you talking about bao? They don't have any. They don't have any texture. No, it's not a bun. It's like a cylinder, like a like a a cylinder. Um, But that's mixed in there. They have potatoes mixed in there, and it's. I don't like spices. uh, And I got mild, and I was even like, "Yeah, this might be a little too hot for me." You don't like spices? Are you black? (laughs) You've been revoked. (laughs) Sorry. And on that note, um, (laughs) no, I, I try. You know. Yeah, I, I teeter on when I go to Popeyes, and I, I'm like, ah, do I want spicy or mild chicken wings, <laughs> chicken tenders? Because how are you like, how are you Creole? I'm just so confused no, I, I, I will eat. I will. It's just I gotta. I can't. I can't go heavy on it, or else like my mouth gets hot. Um, I just can't. So, but yeah, you know, V, you're bringing you're bringing that that dish from Sunungdan. I have to remember the name of it. Um, but yeah, that that's that's about all we have for the ball. Okay, okay. Um, thank you. I almost said thanks for having us. Oh, thanks thanks for having us. Yes. Thanks for having us in your ears and in your car. Um, and in your hearts. And in your hearts. Always. Please keep us there. Um, thank you very much. Um, we shall see you again. And next time we talk to you, baseball season will have started. (laughs) Thank God. Because this is literally what it was centered around. (laughs) (laughs) This has just been like a whole half year. Not a happier, a whole few months of us just talking about like random things. I know. So it's thank fair. God. <laughs> now we have something to talk about, but you know, baseball season's long, so there's probably gonna be a point where we won't. Alright, let's end this. Alright, thanks for listening. Subscribe, review, review and subscribe. And follow us. us on Instagram. She is Emmy Hay with three wise. I'm Kai underscore semi. Thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye.